beep, 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 beep. Hello, Internet. We interrupt your daily boredom for this very important podcast. This is Often Overlooked, a show where your three useless human batteries tell you all about the things our friends, coworkers, and families don't want to hear us talk about any longer. We're talking about movies, books, comics, video games, and so on. I'm one of your hosts, Jeffrey, joined by my two friends. I'm Alex. I'm Seth. All right, guys, today we are talking about animated TV shows. Yes. Yeah. Specifically the best animated TV shows. Let's get animated. But first, I think we need to uh, talk about the elephant in the room, and that was our short hiatus. Short. <laughs> yes, short. <laughs> Super uh, short. It, it was, was gone in the blink of an eye. Yeah. yeah not even <laughs> half. It barely happened. Um, uh, yeah, we were celebrating lots of things. Yeah, a lot of stuff There's changed. a few things going the on. The birth of, of Jeffrey recently. Yes. That was a celebration. I birthed happened. out of the womb. It was yes. pretty intense. <laughs> some... Uh, some amount of time ago it yeah. didn't just happen about 26 years ago you know <laughs> yeah yeah right around then uh i i recently was married huzzah, huzzah. yeah yes. that's easily the most important thing that's happened yeah it was uh the planning was strenuous and the wedding imagine. was incredible i imagine so here we are um what about you seth what did you do uh <laughs> normal person stuff got a new yeah. job moved to a new house yeah, uh, brand new I place, super awesome. Excommunicated and then recommunicated all of my friends. You know, normal yeah. stuff. You know, sure. yeah. a deep dive into humanity there. Yeah, well, congratulations to the two of you. <laughs> congratulations to you, man. I I just did nothing for two or whatever months. <laughs> well, congratulations we to the all of us then. <laughs> we did survive, so there's that. That we did. All right, guys, what are we talking about? I think we should talk about our favorites individually. And just fully biased, fully mm-hmm. individual. All of us have our own unique backgrounds, but obviously yep. we have common interests. I imagine a lot of our listenership is the same. Yes. Let's just dive into our favorite animated series and just afterwards we can talk about why ours is the best. Yeah. Oh, you mean why mine is the best? You mean, you mean, yeah, well, maybe, so but I don't think so. Seth. So <laughs> I think we're going to need a little bit of that machismo, that, that bravado for this one. Cause Seth is going to say his and we're going to be like, oh, dang it. That is the best. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Well, yeah. Okay. First off, we are not allowed to say Avatar The Last Airbender yeah. because oh. we can all unanimously agree. No argument. So Yeah, we're going to have to that. do a, an episode later on about that very show. I think we've teased it before. But <laughs> what do you mean an episode? Let's do a whole series on it. Yeah, we could. We could, we definitely could. <laughs> Ooh, spoiler alerts, listening audience. There may be something in the works later. It's like Seth took t- Seth took Avatar off the table. My pick is Legend of Korra. <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, all right. Yeah. What is your pick? Oh, am I going first? Yeah. Uh, I'm coming right out of the gates with Rick and Morty. Ooh, Ooh. solid. That's yeah, a good solid. choice. I'll be straight up. It's uh. Yeah, I, I mean, I th- we'll discuss later on, right? But I, I think it checks all the boxes. I think it's got everything that you need in a in an animated show. Plus a lot of cursing, which I appreciate. A it lot. does. It's very hard to make a sitcom with a story, and they kind of nailed it in mm-hmm. in so many different ways. So I'll let you guys tell me what your picks are, and then we can talk about how Rick and Morty's going to win. Go for it, Seth. Uh, my pick is the obvious Futurama. It was on my list, for- but it didn't make it. For reasons. For reasons. Jeffrey. Okay. Oh, I am. Um, I am going to go with Adventure Time. 
Ooh. Also a good one. Yeah. A lot of people would say that Rick and Morty is the adult adventure time. Basically. So, <laughs> I mean, there's the regular show being regular like the teenage show. version. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the mid-20s version. The gradual leveling up. Yeah. And by that, I mean, as long as we recognize Rick and Morty as being <laughs> like top, the top of, of this pyramid... Uh, yeah, no, these are all great choices. Yeah, I, I think we should like lay that down as like, yeah. these are all great cartoons and For animated sure. shows, everyone. So don't like yes. think that we're not trying to sell you on something bad. But something. Futurama is clearly the winner. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that I don't agree with that, but it's funny that <laughs> we would all choose kind of these serial kind yeah. of... Uh, it, not, uh, obviously, they, whole, they wholly circumvent the formulaic aspect of these shows but they they do have set beats you know every episode mm-hmm. that something is going to happen you can kind of guess when things are going to happen so yeah. i don't know and i think that's kind of what we're seeing in all of our choices is we like the the middle ground between you know old school cartoons where at the end of every episode everything's back to normal see you tomorrow like it has all of them have elements of that but they all have a continual narrative that does change like when things do change, Rick and Morty particularly is strong in this, but like when things change, they remain changed, which is, I think, what I, at least what I was lacking in the cartoons of my youth that I really love in the cartoons of today, which mm-hmm. is why Futurama is the best. Well, especially when I think back, <laughs> Seth, it just and slips that in, by the way. Um, well, especially when I think back to when I used to watch cartoons as a child, which was all the time, obviously. I mean, everybody. Um, it was one of those, you know, you would turn on the TV and you would watch an episode and it was almost these glimpses of what the show was like, oh, crazy. Like, oh, Batman did this or this person did this or this. Um, and it's cool to see that. But, you know, as I grow up and as, you know, nostalgia has taken over so much, it's cool that all of these TV shows are coming out and you see that there was a story like this overarching, you know, maybe not all of them had it, but quite a few had these amazing stories that we didn't necessarily get to see if it wasn't all the time. Yeah. And you see that in all the choices that we've done is that these are very, you know, they can be super funny by themselves, but overall makes them so much better. Yeah. It's funny. I, I took probably three or four recommendations from people telling me to go watch Rick and Morty before I actually did. Now it's, it's my favorite, you know, and I think it just sits right on the top of all of, the other animated shows that I've watched, which is wild for people like us who 90s kids like grew up watching Boomerang and like Animaniacs and Freakazoid and all those like crazy shows uh, that we can look back on all those and still think, what? You know, they're doing a lot of good things recently. <laughs> yeah. Futurama's it, got a long standing history, but yes. yeah, they've they've really. Yeah, I don't I still think Rick and Morty does it better, but uh, yeah. we'll see. I mean, <laughs> we'll Rick see. and Morty's poised to, to take the title, but. It's not there yet. It, and to be fair, I, I've been watching a lot more Rick and Morty lately than I have of Futurama. Um, but, I mean, Futurama, like, not only has it been around so long, but it's survived cancellation after cancellation, comeback. It's got comic books, podcasts around it. It's got the whole suite. But the show itself invented tropes and then later subverted those same tropes, like, in one show over the length of its runtime like what other show does that even the simpsons doesn't really do that it invented a lot of the stuff but it doesn't go out of its way to like show how ridiculous those tropes are 
I mean, Rick and Morty does. Rick and Morty absolutely does, but they didn't invent those things. Sure. They're just like, hey, yeah. this is dumb. Let me show you why. Well, I can agree to the fact that Futurama might have teed up Rick and Morty to be the best animated show, but... <laughs> Futurama has this interesting thing where, you know, the two other ones, you know, Rick and Morty and Adventure Time, are relatively newer, kind of, mm. you know, in yeah. the grand scheme. And, I mean, Futurama is a little older, I mean, yeah. I, I can't remember exactly. And I, I mean, it's, people are going to hate me. Can't remember it was exactly like, when. It was, it was over the, uh, the cancellations. I think it's been like 10 years yeah. now. And so it, it's interesting because I started watching Futurama on Seth, your recommendation. I had never seen it before You're like, growing up. I, I know. It's great. <laughs> um, and in watching it, 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 one of the great things is that even though it is a little older, it doesn't feel like it is. Yeah. It definitely has a very modern sense to it. And it's interesting to see that. You know, even back then, they would kind of know, like, what a lot of people would be more interested in yeah. when it came to cartoons. Yeah. So, it, it, a very awesome point to them for that. I as think well. Adventure Time for me, it was like the first when I first watched a, an episode. It was one of the only shows in a, in a in a while, at least, that I had seen where I was just kind of taken aback by how strange it was and how mm-hmm. uniquely, in that and in a good way, like a uniquely. Oh yeah strange and and I, I was happy to kind of watch something like that and rick and morty did the same thing for me futurama for me is like the the show that i i can have on in the background no matter what i'm doing and i'm always going to find it entertaining mm-hmm. and it's yeah. going to be interesting to me uh so i think in different ways they're both successful uh adventure time has like a community around it that like sticks out to me the people that are just really really hyped on it and oh, there's yeah. a whole yeah. group of people that are just and- defined by adventure time not at all like the rick and morty community which is equally hyped there but i think is. in a <laughs> slightly misdirected yeah. place right now uh so like adventure time has been one of those that has been golden and shiny and pretty and friendly and has never really been tarnished mm-hmm. like there's never been like this controversy or there's the show has never failed to um you know make the audience happy yeah it, it's, it's been never like a been consistent friend it's like oh yeah. adventure time is there and it will always be exactly. funny and quirky and completely crazy and weird exactly mm-hmm. and it's never been annoying to watch it's never been like ah, i don't really want to watch adventure time like it's never it's never been like that but it i think because of its consistency it also doesn't have the roller coaster up and downs that bring that like ultra levels of hype like i've never waited at midnight or whatever for an adventure time thing i've never stayed up all night to binge watch it i've never done any of that that i have done with both of these other shows now it it doesn't bring that level of hype it's just fun and friendly and entertaining it's a good uh like staple i would say like uh yeah it's reliable it's a reliable and it is a very reliable show. And I think to me, especially the, like the reason I chose that, like there there were two that I were I was kind of going against. And I know we're going to do a kind of runner up or like other ones that we're going to do a little bit later. And, but yeah, you guys can do that for your show. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but there was two that I was going back and forth on. And it just to me, for some reason, Adventure Time just kept sticking out. Mm-hmm. It was one of those on a whim. I decided to watch it and I just got hooked immediately. Yeah. Especially when... You know, I, lo- I love kind of the sci-fi-ness of both of you guys' show. You know, Futurama and Rick and Morty have these amazing sci-fi, you know, aspects to it that, you know, just blow your mind every time you watch it. But I love the fact that 
Um, Adventure Time is steeped so much in Dungeons and Dragons and in yes. Pathfinder and in all these unique things that you know you don't get too much of now. I mean, That's it's starting true. to become a lot more prevalent in media, but you know, during that time, it was very just not there a lot. And it's just very so much. cool to see them kind of flip that and turn it around and have these funny, quirky, like D and D almost adventures, and then. You know, they'll do like a random space thing or like all these. And it's, yeah. I think, you know, even if there isn't quite the hype level of like, you know, the waiting at midnight or doing this, it's just every time you come back to Adventure Time, it's just like this, it's a, this warm embrace. It's a warm embrace. It's Adventure Time. Like, yeah. That. And so, it's incredibly quotable. It's incredibly easy to like cosplay. It's spawned props. It's, mm. It is a gorgeous and really nerd inviting show yeah yeah and all three of these definitely have that aspect of yeah. anything can happen you know like this is yeah, in, in all three of these worlds except you for future have no idea what's going on well you know you don't like, there are parameters there but anything can happen in futurama just like it, anything could happen in Victor oh you Boy, mean or, in like in canon and yeah in I the, thought you in meant the like world. with the future of the show it's like mm, no yeah, that's, yeah, that's no, not kind quite. of uh <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wrapped up yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes yeah there it's all of these shows, when something crazy happens, it never feels out of place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's you, almost it's almost like more welcome. Like if yeah. something like that happens. Yeah, yeah. Like if you think about like a regular like sitcom or something like that. Like if something absolutely crazy happens, it's like oh, that's not really believable. But with these three shows, that's almost part of the reason you keep coming back. Mm-hmm. That's their lifeblood. Yeah. Is that craziness that is they somehow make alien invasions and interdimensionality and like all this other stuff like super believable and relatable and like like it would happen in everyday life they somehow bridge that gap yeah you have to have a little bit of a balance of the familiar and and unfamiliar and i think what the reason why we come back to these three shows in particular is because you can go and get that warm embrace that you guys just both talked about but then it's going to be challenging each time too so yeah uh now that we talked about all the reasons they're like each great uh let's talk about why yours is the best why mine is the best you mean uh, specifically like individuals mine? no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of us let's, let's take a turn why don't you start seth since Seth's you're ready just like ready? ignited something <laughs> inside <laughs> himself it's on fire he's ready to I talk just, about futurama you just can't you can't deny futurama's amazing thing like it was the first cartoon that i've ever openly sobbed which it's a comedy why am i sobbing like that's unusual but it's also like it's one of the few serialized like sitcom-esque comedies that has completely stood the test of time it doesn't rely completely on pop culture like a lot of other sitcoms do or um, even other comedies like it it's comedic aspects comes completely from within itself it's you know it's hit a few pop culture things like everything has to like the iphone jokes and like stuff like that historical stuff yeah that isn't the blood of the show the blood of the show is the characters and their unique situations which means that in 10 20 years it will still be just as good as it is now it's really hard for a show like that to have its bread and butter not be like controversial aspects like take a look Mm -hmm. at the most popular shows that we've had in uh you know in the last few decades of family guy south park Mm -hmm. uh simpsons those shows all really rely on like making people kind of step back and say did they just say that on television are you kidding me yeah 
and they're really relevant especially like look at south park they make a new episode every like nine days or some bullcrap so the relevance of south park like i don't even remember the last time i went back and watched an old south park episode it's almost impossible to do i mean it there's just, some that like stand out but then yes. at the same time it's like but the there's li- some that you just can't the lifeblood of that show is its pop culture relevance mm-hmm. and once that relevance is gone show's not interesting anymore which is why futurama will stand the test of time forever and why it's been brought back from cancellation like three times <laughs> <Death>. <laughs> i i think especially as i was doing this i was like writing notes and you know like i told you guys before we had started a big thing that kept hitting me was you know what's the best cartoon what's the best animated thing and then i just kept thinking like well does it have to be distinguished i mean we could talk about the best story or the best character development sure. like these are things you know if you're doing a good cartoon show or an animated yeah. sitcom like those are things you still want and all three of these i mean i'm gonna i'm probably gonna be the devil's advocate that like falls to the wayside and just like okay fine what but like all three of these are fantastic yeah and i love the character building for all of these i mean you know you talked about you know openly sobbing um and you know that's so amazing to have for a comedy cartoon show exactly and you know there's so many times in you know especially adventure zone and um rick and morty adventure time um, Sorry, it, we'll, do an, yeah, we'll do, do an episode talking about it. I have it on the brain, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Adventure yeah, Time yeah, and Rick yeah. and Morty, just because I'm not as fluent with Futurama. Like, I'm still going through it and I'm still watching it. But, you know, there's so many times where I have gotten so choked up. Like, when just something happens and, you know, you get these funny, you, know, you get Finn the human and Jake the dog. They're just, you know, going around, you know, sword, swords, you know, doing crazy things. And then there's these jaw-dropping moments of just humanity in these characters yeah like marshalline's backstory exactly that's the one no, like thank you i'll skip like, that episode how on yeah. earth do they just ugly crying yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i i think personally that's what i look for in a cartoon is not necessarily like oh saturday morning like just nothing to do it's like i still want a good compelling character yes and it's interesting that we all are attached to that compelling and heart-touching aspect of these cartoons, and none of us chose an anime, which that Usually is what that genre is. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do another uh, episode later on about our favorite actual animes yeah. instead of animated series. But uh, yeah, what what I love about all of these, and what kind of like I decided was my the biggest factor that made my decision was like did it challenge me did because in animated series they have no there are no lines to color inside of uh, ironically for, <laughs> uh, they, what you did. they literally can have anything happen you know with live action tv series there's just the parameters that we have in everyday life they can't do crazy things like flying around or going to black holes or you know what right. happens on the other side of that and when you have the ability to explore that in an animated series, uh, you're you're kind of obligated to to stretch that, you know, to to challenge your viewership. Yeah, and I think Rick and Morty does that better than any of the shows that I've watched. Like all of all of the ones we've mentioned have done that in a different mm-hmm. different ways. But I remember, I think the first time I really thought about um, like what our what our life is outside of what I experience every day. And like thinking about space and things like that, I was 
I was maybe like 10 years old watching like Men in Black 2, I think it was. Whichever one it is where there's Orion's little like... That's the first one. Is it the first one? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is the first one. O-G-M-I-B right there. Yeah, and that was, what was that, like 97? So we're all pretty young. But you, you see you know the eventually you see aliens like playing marbles with worlds and i was just it was one of the first times i remember thinking this is insane i i've never really thought about the fact that i'm this minuscule speck and every time i watch rick and morty it's like that but that's i mean it makes that's me think. kind of a character in the show at this point is mm-hmm. making you feel like that and yeah it's supposed to you're and i love the fact that they there's you know they do a whole like atlantis episode but nothing nothing related to atlantis happens you know? yeah there's like they just like, ignore it whereas like futurama does an atlantis episode as a subversion of that trope it's mm-hmm. atlanta that has sucked in sunk into the sea and it's like this hillbilly sort of place so it, it completely subverts our like utopian kind mm-hmm. of super technology yeah, view of smart. atlantis and Rick and Morty would do the same thing if they didn't do something bigger to subvert that by completely ignoring it altogether. Yeah. I love how complex it is with such simple building blocks. Hmm. And that's that's what it sticks out to me is the biggest thing is that they've got, you know, a really tiny cast, which, you know, voice actors are traditionally try to do anyway, but really tiny cast, a uh, small group of creators and Dan Harmon somehow makes it seem like he's got a fleet of like a hundred writers that are all thinking about i think he does don't even get me started on dan Harmon. i I love that man i think dan Harmon does have a fleet of a hundred writers but they're all in In his his own head head. yeah right yeah they're all (laughs) i I cannot believe i've seen so many like behind the scene things where they did one there were four of them just sitting around and they're like we're gonna do a little like fundraising thing or i don't remember what it was but they just made an episode up off of top of their head yeah like just run it that is the type of gel that you don't get every day yeah and you can and i mean you talked about subverting tropes i think you need to have the tropes there and established in order to subvert them uh because uh, people like us will recognize them anyway if they were out there but that your standard audience is not going to be able to recognize like oh this is like back to the future but you know this is different you mm-hmm. know the family is dysfunctional um yeah, oh, i guess in back to the future the family was dysfunctional anyway that's <laughs> kind of the entire story so yeah, that was a bad point but well. yeah <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. But you get, yeah, you get my point is that you have to have those in place. Rick and Morty just flips everything on its end every single episode. And the fact that you can't, every time you watch it, it's, it's like watching a a brand new movie. Like you can just jump into any random episode and be just as entertained as you were uh, from the last one or, yeah. Or if you knew the full continuity yeah. up to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you don't necessarily need to see it in sequential order in order to still get the same value. I, I love that at the base level, all the ones that we chose are funny. They're hilarious. And you can see why, you know, self-appointed air quotes, like nerds like us would love each and every single one of these shows. But then at the basis level, it's interesting because... You know, pointing over here to Seth, you know, it's like a fish out of water story about somebody just trying to make sense of their life. Yeah. Now over here, it's like, oh, you know, this boy just wants to be a hero. He wants to do what's good. And then over here, we have a dysfunctional family just trying to stay together. And then you add on these layers of all these other things. But at the basis level, it's it's human stories. It's yeah. like, hey, this is, you know, sometimes in our lives, like this is what we want to be. This and is what we want to do. That is the cultural shift. Mm-hmm from you know 90s cartoons to stuff today is 
movies, TV, they're all telling much more human stories than in previous years. So it's we it enables people like us to talk and break down shows because they are relatable, they're easy to understand, but also completely deep and complex. Like you didn't get TV like that before. No. And it lets it lets audiences have like common ground to stand when they want to bring up some some more hard hitting subjects, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, you like Tom and Jerry? Cool. What about like when he smashed him with the frying pan? <laughs> like, oh, sick. but Seth, what about that one time that he like dropped him off the side of a boat? Yeah, or oh. when they or when they went to the moon and it was cheese and they fought inside the holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deep, deep stuff Super right there. Heavy. Yeah, I think the demand for more thought provoking kind of television has brought about cartoons that are just much more entertaining. Yeah. There's just something about something you can watch with. I mean, I, I guess probably not Rick and Morty, but like something you could watch for like, I, I could turn on an Adventure Time with my nephew and feel okay, you know, and we could laugh and like, oh my gosh, the dog's doing something funny and crazy. But then at the same time, come away from it like, I do want to be a better person or, and I know that may sound super cheesy, but like when you watch some of those episodes and with some of these other shows, you feel things inside of yourself and it's almost like you know i want to be better at that or i really liked when this character did that and i feel like that's the reason why we chose these in particular and i really like we mentioned it earlier i really like the idea of adventure time being like the younger sort of version Mm -hmm. and rick and morty being the adult version of a similar cartoon and it's like just like what you said adventure time makes you want to be a better person and watching an episode of Rick and Morty makes you confront when you're not a better person. Like, what happened? And you have this existential crisis of, like, you existentially have this, like, yeah, I should be a better person. I can do better things. And then you fail. And Rick and Morty makes you see that right in the face. It's I've very never interesting, thought, the dichotomy. Like, putting those two together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's interesting, like... Uh, just chew on that bone for a while, think, audience. Like that's why <laughs> you see a lot of kids like Adventure Time, be- partially because it's like a kid-oriented show, mm-hmm. but a lot of adults like Rick and Morty, partially because it's an adult-oriented show. But they both deal with the same, like, psychological levels of like adults have to deal with, like, I shouldn't have dropped out of college, and like now what do I do with this? Like they have to deal with that existential, like their life has been shitty, and then they have to deal with it. And Adventure Time gives people the aspiration to be better, like Finn and Jake are. Like it, it's very interesting how they correlate to developmental process. It's almost like deep down, like at least for the two. And I'm sorry, we've like kind of shunned no it's Futurama fine. for this moment. You guys <laughs> have conceded that Futurama is the best, uh, and now we're debating the other about two. This. I, I mean, get that. Yeah, it's fine. You're, you can you can build this up as much as you as you want. Seth. I mean, <laughs> but it, but it's it's really interesting that you know, especially in talking about these two, and I'm sure there's other things in Futurama as well. But it's like the basis, like the the minutest. That's not a word, but whatever. The Close minute, enough. whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, we know what you meant. <laughs> like the littlest thing about it is almost like hope and i know that's super weird to say but it's interesting you know of like wanting to be better doing this and it's just cool to see that and not to get too deep here geez that that took a turn i'm sorry (laughs) i think that's what it comes down to is like when you start breaking shows down and you break them down further and you break them down further you start getting to these fundamental Mm -hmm. concepts like hope and love and what is truth and like that kind of stuff it comes out it sounds cheesy because that's where every director has gone for the last hundred years is like straight to those and then it's like overused but 
that is what they break down into. So it's interesting that you can get those same fundamental feelings from TV shows like this. The, it just shows mastery with the developers of these animated series that know how to kind of pluck on the heartstrings of the audience because they're taking us on all kinds of just different emotional uh, roller coasters, you know, as cliche as that is to say, uh, to be able to know those moments that kind of instill the hope in you and then to address it and in story and just call it out and make that a joke. That yeah. happens so often in Rick and Morty. Yeah. Where, you know, they have this moment where Rick actually addresses the fact that he kind of cares about the family. And then he always has to make a joke immediately afterwards. That's his coping mechanism. It is, is it that is. escapism like that? Well, that's sure. his whole character. He's yeah. just drinking constantly. Yeah, and he doesn't true. know how to really cope with the fact that he knows how everything works in the world. Um, yeah, I could see that being hard. It would be the worst. Yeah. yeah. But he kind of gets through it by going on adventures with with morty and that's the whole story <laughs> that is that is the entire basis of the show essentially so oh no i, I was just gonna say like really quickly i mean you know this whole thing was kind of about like oh which is the best one but then at the same time i feel like these three as we've discussed it pair so well in kind of almost a trifecta of like they are each puzzle pieces yeah. that make up the canvas of life Ooh. Whoa. I'll see, that was poetic. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously though, like, and I think that's why it's hard for us to actually argue about these is because they are puzzle pieces that fit a different spot in our lives. Like each show has its own little place to live. It doesn't have to compete for space. Yeah, maybe I'm just like, maybe we're just nerdy enough to be able to argue the other person. I think we should. <laughs> we could. We could definitely argue the other person's. Like switch really quick and just so go. that is actually a really good experiment. But I want to change gears. We've discussed why ours is the best. Let's discuss some downsides to each of our shows. Mm. What do they fail at? Uh, I can talk. Rick and Morty is probably the easiest one to pick out what the downside, like plain downsides, are. I think the the upsides fully mask anything that you could really like pick apart for Rick and Morty, but. Mm-hmm. In terms of the things that it doesn't really do well is it's not very inviting to uh, people who aren't ready to be intellectually challenged or um, younger audiences also. Yeah. You know, they might find it funny to see Meeseeks on the screen and like, oh, he's shooting a laser gun at somebody, but it's not for a younger audience. Yeah. So I think it, you know, it, it like that breaks to, out a wine bottle and you're just like, oh, hey, yeah. little kids, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. So con- compare that to adventure time uh it doesn't really it doesn't stack up there you know but right and then on that i mean at like shifting over you know adventure time you know is welcoming to a lot of people but then not welcoming to everyone i guess i mean there is very a sense of just crazy like like crazy weird people and this and this and anytime i've ever tried to watch it with my parents it's the funniest thing ever because they just they don't get it yeah and you know if you're like like we've discussed, you know, we we've seen these deep things in them and these deep characterizations. But if you can't look past kind of the sheen and the bright colors of something, then it's very difficult to see that. So I, yeah. you can see people not necessarily getting really into it if they're not willing to kind of look past a few things. So. Yeah. Yeah, suspend their kind of yeah. I know suspend the disbelief. It's I like, think, why is the cinnamon roll talking? It's like, mm-hmm. just get past it. Get past yeah. it. 
get, it's fine. Listen to what he's saying instead. Uh, I think part of the reason that Futurama fails in a very similar spot is it has that serialized nature where things do have to be at least kind of back to normal by the time the next episode. Mm -hmm. So that is extremely limiting, which it is like that with all TV shows. But at the same time, like there's ways to get around that. Like Rick and Morty gets around that expertly with the different dimensional Ricks. Like we might see a dimension die and that's like, that's possible. That's not possible in Futurama. We're not going to see this entire planet die and then Mm -hmm. just pick up next week at a different place. Like that's not going to happen. So it doesn't have the same stakes that a lot of shows have. But like you were saying is like Rick and Morty is not necessarily welcoming to the new audiences, but is challenging intellectually. Whereas Adventure Time is very welcoming to almost all audiences, but doesn't quite push that barrier and challenge you intellectually. And that's why Futurama is the best because it is super entry level. Anybody can watch it and love it, but it's also <laughs> challenging intellectually. What up? I win. Go home. It's, but it does, it hits on the formula sometimes too much. If yeah. I were just going to pick apart. Yeah, it absolutely does. Futurama, it, <laughs> it hits the nail on the head a lot, like very Which, frequently. You're right with the character, the characters being who they are and being so kind of abstract, uh, it makes for unique episodes, but they hit that kind of what you see with like crime drama shows where you know what's going to happen. You know, they've yep. got to deliver a package. They've got to go to this planet and it's going to feel like a Star Trek episode, but then it's going to be like completely thrown off the wall. Zany antics. Yeah. And then Bender's going to rob somebody and get everybody in trouble. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it absolutely has a formula. But I think the reason it works is because its formula isn't one it's borrowing from another show. It's one that it made. But because it's been on so long, it has become like the formula, whereas it that's just how it is. I think Futurama kind of it started to do what Rick and Morty does on a regular basis where the characters are progressing over time because you, you get a little bit. If you watch the first few episodes of Futurama, maybe don't include the first season, but, you know, the second, <laughs> third season, because every show they're still figuring it out in the right. first season or so. Uh, you take this second, third season and you compare it to like way later on towards the end of the show, you're going to see the progression of Fry and Leela and all the all the characters, but not in like any drastic way. Yeah, but it you takes look at, seven seasons to see the progression. You can't see it on a three episode basis. Right. Yeah. Well, look at and look at Rick and Morty, though. In you know, two and a half seasons, Jerry doesn't even live in the house anymore. And spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> And, okay. I think it's a- and yeah, and Morty has gone from just kind of like a pushover kid to I'm not taking any of your shit, Rick. <laughs> like, don't even get in front of me right yeah. now. Yeah, that is Rick and Morty seems to be a microcosm of all of these things. So like in one episode, you can have an entire season's worth of character development. Every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely I mean, I'm glad you agree with me, Seth. <laughs> yeah, I do agree. It, it does have a lot of merits. It doesn't hold a candle up to Futurama, but it it is good. I mean, Rick and Morty is arguably my favorite show right now. How are we going to decide? I don't Can we don't decide? Know. Can we just can we let the audience decide? <laughs> I and think then we've only almost come up to a stalemate of just like, just watch twist. all of them. Plot yeah. twist. OK, We're so all winners. let's do this instead of picking out a winner take all the elements that you we've just been talking about what is the formula what are all the ingredients for that that tasty tasty next animated series show if that needs to happen 
I think Rick and Morty is 90% there. It's getting close. to me, uh, the, the quote-unquote perfect show would need to be approachable by everybody, which Rick and Morty isn't, but have adult themes, have intellectual challenging, or be intellectually challenging, have incredible continuity, have layers that if you stare, if you freeze a frame and look at a box in the background, like there's something there for you to be learning about. Like, you know, some a show kind of like The Rick Last Airbender. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that like that. Where Which you is have... why it's off the table mm-hmm. because it's, it is that show. But it also needs to like be funny, be relatable, do all of these things that if if you took our three picks, Adventure Time, Rick and Morty, and Futurama, and made them one show, it would be every base. I was literally about to say that. So you mean just taking all three of yes. them and that, making that them into the one show? So Hollywood, uh, when we approach you with this script that we're going to write after this, mm-hmm. uh, just know that it's going to be a rock solid yeah, Best you can listen it. to this podcast and figure out exactly why it's perfect. Hollywood, you can have it and make something good. No, you can't us. have it. You can buy it from <laughs> us. You can buy the script from us. Next episode, we'll be giving you the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be playing the three main characters. <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah, we should give it a shot. I well, think we should we screenwrite a little bit. That would be fun. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. So let's do honorable mentions since we, I mean, we've. Oh, okay. Uh, really quickly, let's list them off and then we can close out. But go and count of Uh Ed and Eddie. Ooh. The one that I struggled with so much, not like not doing, choosing Adventure Time over was Hey Arnold. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot back back then, like uh, Rocket Power and things like that, that I could have yeah said were mm-hmm. super influential to me personally. But I, I don't know. My my honorable mention probably is Looney Tunes, just because it was the foundation. Mm-hmm. That's a um, good. I mean. Going back to the the start of it all is the not OG. a bad decision. Yeah, yeah. Especially as you think of those, like it, it, those maybe aren't as deep as the ones we talked about, but still, there's layers of like yeah. really great things for those. So it's yeah, like, I mean, there's something to be yeah. said for a cartoon that's for seventy years old or some crap now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's and it just spoke to a generation. You know, I think they just nailed the audience, which is where Rick and Morty is now. Mm-hmm. It is nailing the audience, which is why it's exploded in the last two seasons. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So long story short, just watch these shows. Yeah, they're all winners. Um, <laughs> preferably watch them straight through in a marathon. Yeah. Go Adventure mm-hmm. Time, start Futurama, go right into Rick and Morty. I think that's one of the cool things, too. That's how I would do it, yeah, definitely. Is they're all, like, bingeable. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. such a big thing now. Like, if something is. is not, it makes it so difficult to watch now. Yeah. And thankfully, these three are very, very they're big. good to watch just back and back and back. Yeah. So. Oh, guys, I didn't synchronize the side. Damn. <laughs> we both nailed it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Sounded like one Get on it next time, guys. The waveform is one waveform. Yeah. It, we not, did the same yeah, thing. You harmonized size. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. What? How does the man in the moon cut his hair? Mm-hmm. How? He clips it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. There's nothing you can do. It's a total eclipse of the part. Ayo! I thought I was ready, but I wasn't ready. Hashtag bad dad joke. It's like it's. it's I know this is a, a eclipse joke coming up, and I just don't know how to handle that. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Topical. Oh, Nailed it. It's bad. It hurts. It still hurts. Yes. We now return you to your regularly scheduled boredom.